On today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, I talk about what it looks like to not trip and fall before the race is over. I'll explain more of what I mean here in a minute, but first I want to thank Samaritan Ministries for sponsoring today's episode. You might have a broken bone, cancer, medical emergency, but you don't have to be limited by network restrictions when it comes to choosing your healthcare provider. There is another way. Samaritan Ministries is not insurance. It's a community of Christians paying one another's medical bills where members are free to choose their doctor, their treatments, and the hospitals that best meet their own needs. Samaritan Ministries connects hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another through prayer, encouragement, and financial support for their medical needs. Samaritan Ministries is a biblical solution to healthcare. They connect you to other Christians who support you spiritually and financially when you experience a medical need. It's affordable and you can join today. Here's how it works. When a medical need arises, you choose the healthcare providers and treatments that work best for you and your family. Medical bills are then sent to Samaritan Ministries and they notify members to pray and to send you money for your shareable bills. The money received is used to help pay your medical bills. They have tons of online resources available to you to help you choose your provider, to get help for prices on medical procedures. They'll even give you 24-7 access to medical professionals by phone or email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to save you time and money. I think this is what the writers of the New Testament meant when they said, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians 6, 2, or when Philippians 2, 4 says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. If you're interested in becoming part of this amazing community, you can go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash dadtired. Again, that's SamaritanMinistries.org dot org slash dad tired. It's good to be back with you guys. Hey, if you have a friend who is a dad and you think he might be encouraged by any of what we do here at the Dad Tired Podcast, one of the greatest ways that you can support us is just literally to hit that share button, pass it along to a friend who needs some encouragement, a tired dad who can be uplifted and have his soul filled a little bit. So that would be super helpful. Hit the share button and share it with a friend. You can hear my baby cry, man. Speaking of dad tired, I as I hit record, I hear my three-month-old crying in the background. That means nap time's probably coming. And uh, so anyway, I'm living out dad tired. So actually, I'm not. My wife is. <laughs> Maybe I should pause and go help her. And I'm going to keep going here. Uh, this is a very classic dad moment. I'm, that sounds terrible. I've gotten completely off track here. My wife has things covered. She knows that I'm recording this podcast. I'm not being a terrible husband. If you want to know more about our relationship, you can listen to last week's episode where we talk about five ways to improve your communication in marriage. Now that I've got that disclaimer out of the way and removed all the awkwardness and you fought through the ADD, let's jump into today's topic. Uh, the other day I was sitting down with my kids. We were watching a TV show. Sometimes we'll do like movie night once a week or we'll watch a TV show and so like we'll turn on America's Funniest Home Videos and pop some popcorn and I'll sit on the couch and watch some together. It's a bonding time. We don't do a ton of screen time in our family, but this is one way that we try to connect as a family. Anyway, so we're watching America's Funniest Home Videos and they're, one of the clips in the videos is a runner who it looks like they're maybe high school or college age. They look pretty serious about their track and field activities. And so they are getting ready to run. They run. One guy's way out ahead. He's like, he's clearly going to win the race. And he's far out there. And before the race is over, he starts to kind of celebrate, get excited. And just as he's celebrating and getting excited, right before he's about to win the race, he trips on his own shoelace. <laughs> uh, it's not funny. Well, it is funny. That's why it makes America's funny home videos. He trips on a shoelace and falls. And as a result, people end up passing him and he loses the race. He got a little too excited a little too quickly and he didn't take care of a shoelace. And as a result, he fell down. 
I watched that and we all laughed and it was funny and it was, you know, part of the America's Funniest Home Videos thing. But at night when I was going to bed, I was actually thinking about that clip and I had this thought that, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit just speaks to you, man, in the quiet. I always tell guys this, if you feel like you're far from God and you're like, man, I, I just don't feel like I'm hearing from God. I don't feel like I'm in a close relationship with God. There's a few things I would say. Number one, do you have unconfessed sin? I talk about this a lot. Like, is there something that you're just hiding you feel like you're hiding from God, which you're, you know, we, we know that that's not really reality, but you're just, you're keeping it under wraps and secret. And maybe you, you just need to confess it to God, or maybe you need to confess it to someone. And so that, if you feel far from God, that's a great place to start is, is there something that just needs to be confessed either to God or to somebody else? Again, I know a lot of Catholic brothers and sisters who listen to the podcast or who, who maybe have come across the podcast, and we don't need to confess to a person to get forgiveness. I don't believe that, that that's not my theology. I don't believe that that is true, that you have to confess, like in the Catholic religion, you'd have to confess, or I should say Catholic denomination, you'd have to confess to a priest in order for your sins to be forgiven. I don't think that that's biblically true. I think that the Bible says, confess your sins to God, and he's faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So forgiveness comes by confessing your sin to Jesus. But then James talks about healing comes from confessing your sin to another brother. And I think that's just a gift that God has given you. Like you're holding in this sin, and you've got this this thing that you're hiding, and it's eating away at your soul. And your soul is longing for healing and for rest. Unconfessed sin will lead to a lot of unrest which usually just perpetuates the sin. And so your unrested soul, Jesus is offering you a gift by confessing that sin, by letting it out. And what feels massive, this, the enemy always does this. When a sin is kept in hiding, it feels huge and unmanageable. But when it's confessed, um, one, to God, you get forgiveness. But two, you confess it to another brother or maybe to your wife or to somebody. You confess it. It's not for forgiveness. You've already been forgiven, but it's for healing. Your soul actually can start to find rest. And it comes out of the darkness and into the light. And it almost always feels much smaller or more manageable than what it, the, the enemy is tricking you into believing in your head when it's kept in secret. And so if you feel far from God, number one, just ask yourself, is there unconfessed sin that I need to confess either to God or to someone? to find healing and rest for your soul. The second thing, though, I would say is if you feel like, man, I just feel far from God, I would ask you, when in your day are you actually taking some time to spend time with the Lord? Like, when do you allow him to talk? And a lot of us say we don't feel close to God or we don't feel like, you know, I I just feel far from God. I haven't heard from God. I feel like we're really far. Well, when in your day do you just stop and, and pray, God, speak to me, and then give the Spirit of God time to actually speak? Most of us are really, really busy. Um, and so you, you take time to like listen to these podcasts or maybe you read the Bible and you just kind of slot more things into your day throughout the day. And yet, when do you just have time for quiet and, and time where you're just at peace and there's no distractions and you're just asking God, would you speak to my spirit? What do you want to say for me to me today, Lord? What do you have for me today? So I tried to, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm not at all gifted in this area but I'm practicing. I've been trying to have lunches outside and it's quiet where we live. So I, I'll just go on the back porch and just our back patio area and I'll just listen to, to sound like birds and the wind and it just like I try to get my soul away from all the things and technology that would normally de- try to distract me. And I just have lunch out there and I just say, God, whatever you want to say to me today, I'm open to listen during this time. And sometimes it's just my soul is just enjoying the quiet, like not being hurried or rushed or distracted. 
And other times I feel like God is prompting my soul with something. I know that sounds weird, especially if you're like, you're new to the church world and you're like, what are you talking about? Uh, And I can't really describe it, man. I just believe that the spirit of God lives in me as a follower of him. And sometimes you just get thoughts that are outside of your own that just makes sense with the Bible and what the Bible teaches. And so you're like, oh man, that I think that's the spirit of God living in me that's speaking to me. So I'll do that. And and then even before bed, I try not to watch a bunch of TV or something before bed, unless it's with my wife. I'll, sometimes we'll just watch a show as kind of like a last minute, 20 minute date before bed or whatever. But I try to just have quiet time where again, I'm just asking God, what do you want to speak to me? What is it you'd want to say to me in this moment or in this day or tonight? And uh, so I was laying around, I, I know that was a really long-winded kind of, I went on a tangent there, but I do think it's helpful if you feel far from God. But I was laying in bed and just asking God, what do you want to speak to me? What is there something in my spirit you want to reveal in me? Show me the ways of my heart, God. And so I actually thought about that clip coming all the way back to the beginning of this podcast. I went back to that clip, the America's Funniest Home Videos, and I was thinking about that kid that was running and ended up tripping on his shoelace. And I remember thinking, just kind of that, again, that kind of pressing in my soul, a thought that was beyond my own, and just thinking, man, how many of us have prepared for a race? And I'm not talking a literal race where you're running. Most of us dudes are having a hard time running these days. <laughs> Dad bod. Like you've prepared to live the life that God has set out for you, and you're running, and you're doing everything in preparation to run that race. And yet there's something that you've forgotten that's going to cause you to trip before you finish the race. And let me give you kind of an example of what this would look like for you. Let's just say you are doing your best to be the best Christian husband, father, disciple that you can be. And so you are maybe reading your Bible, you're listening to podcasts like this, you're going to church, you're trying to talk to your family about God, you're doing all the things that you feel like, okay, I'm I'm preparing the best that I can for the race that's been set before me. And so you're doing all these things to prepare and to run the race well. And yet there's one thing, and it could be multiple things, but maybe there's just one thing that you are either purposely overlooking or that maybe you're subconsciously overlooking. And that one thing might be the thing that ends up tripping you up and causing you to fall and as a result, lose the race or to not finish well. And for many, like, just think about that kid that he probably had been practicing every day. He's running. His body's probably in shape. I mean, he was going to win. He was fast. His body was in shape. He had endurance. He had done everything that he needed to do. And yet he forgot to look at one thing. Like, did you check your shoelace? I think about the story when I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the story of David in the Bible and how David, the Bible says that God calls David a man after God's own heart. I mean, this guy is, he's doing in many ways all the right things that he should be doing. He's got the same heart that God has. That's incredible. You know, what a compliment for God to say, oh man, when I look at you, son, you've got the same heart as me. What a huge compliment that is. And that's what God says about David. God says, David, he's got my heart. This is the guy that slayed the giant, you know, with the rocks. This is the guy that was fearless and going against that giant. This is the guy that was trying to lead people toward God and be a godly leader. Like in many ways, the guy is a huge example of what it looks like to be a man of God. And then the scriptures say, and this comes in Samuel, where he just wakes up one day. The Bible literally says in some translations, he woke up, got off of his couch and went on a walk up on his roof. And so he's just walking. He gets up, he's on the couch, gets off his couch, walks on the roof. And as he's walking on the roof, he sees a woman who is very beautiful and she's bathing. And he begins to lust after her and then says, I want that woman. And he calls to have somebody go get her. 
And that ends up turning into a series of crazy events. He ends up sleeping with this woman. She's married. She gets pregnant. He finds out that she's pregnant. He freaks out. And he's like, oh my gosh, we got to get her husband back from war so that it would look like they slept together and they had a baby. Well, that doesn't work because the husband actually has integrity. He's like, I can't leave the war and just go sleep with my wife when there's all my soldiers and all my comrades are fighting. So he doesn't end up sleeping with his wife. Now David's freaked out. He's panicking. His whole life is like spiraling out of control, one thing after another. And so he's like, okay, well, now we got to kill him. We got to kill her husband because he's going to get real upset when he finds out I slept with his wife and now she's pregnant. He just goes into this whole like downward spiral. Everything starts to fall apart in his life. Now catch how this whole story started. <laughs> he got up off the couch and he went for a walk. That, that, that was David's day that day. He got up from the couch and he went for a walk and he saw a pretty woman bathing. And as a result of some dumb decisions, his whole life, he ends up tripping before the finish line because his shoelaces are untied. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking like for me, And for you, as a man of God, you're trying your best to be the husband, the disciple that God wants you to be. And you're doing all the right things. David was a man after God's own heart. And yet, he forgot to check his shoelaces. Like there was one thing that he just overlooked. Maybe there was an area of his life that he knew, man, this is a weakness of mine. This is a hard thing that I've been dealing with. Listen, not the first day that that dude dealt with lust, right? Or dealt with making some impulsive decisions. He's been on that journey before. And so he just kind of pushes that aside. I'm I'm trying to follow God. I'm trying to lead well. And yet I'm overlooking this one thing. And the one thing that he overlooks ends up being the thing that causes him to trip and fall before he finishes the race well. And so I guess what I would ask myself and what I was kind of prompted in my spirit as I was laying in bed that night and as I want to put that same prompting on you is what is it that you're overlooking right now that's causing you or that could cause you to trip and fall? and lose the race or not finish the race well. You think about Paul says this a lot. Like brothers run the race to win, right? Like you run with a purpose. And then he says something later where he says throw off the things that so easily entangle you. So throw off the sins that so easily entangle you. That picture to me looks like somebody's shoelaces are untied. Like you're doing everything right. You've got everything else. You're trying your best to get everything else going right. And yet there's something that you're overlooking either again on purpose or subconsciously. And it's something maybe that feels as small as your shoelaces are untied. And yet it's going to be the thing that trips you up. That's why Paul would say, throw off those things that so easily entangle you. Because here's the truth, man, as just brother to brother, like man to man. Here's the truth. It is hard to raise kids who aren't looking at pornography when you're looking at pornography. It's hard to raise kids who aren't going to lose their temper when you're losing your temper all the time. It's hard to raise kids and to talk to your sons and your daughters about controlling their impulses or their lusts when you aren't controlling your impulses and your lusts. We've talked about this before, but maybe there's a thing that you're just pushing aside and you're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's not really the, th- nobody's really getting hurt. I'm not really hurting anyone. My life is, you know, pretty fine. We go to church. I'm reading the Bible. I'm listening to this podcast. Like I'm, I'm doing a lot of things I should be doing. And yet, dude, there's just, there's something that maybe feels small to you. And it's the shoelace that's going to cause you to trip and fall before you run across the finish line. Bro, don't let that be your story, man. Don't let it get to the point where instead of you bringing things into the light, God has to bring things out into the light and it turns into a bigger deal. 
which God will do because he's gracious to you. He wants you to experience healing and he's giving you the gift to confess sin, to repent, to turn your ways back to him. He's giving you all of those opportunities and gifts. Just do it, man. Like tie your shoes. You know what I mean? Like tie your shoes. As you're training to run the race and to run it well and to finish well, and as you're looking at all these things, and you might be looking at all the big things, am I, am I being faithful to my wife? And am I, you know, I'm not drinking and getting drunk and I'm not addicted to anything. And I'm trying my best to read the Bible and to do these things. But is there something small, man, or what maybe is a big deal, but you've convinced yourself is small, something that feels as small as shoelaces? Is there something that just needs to be addressed today? Dude, would you have the guts just in your personal, like in your soul right now, in your heart of hearts, just to say, all right, dude you know what, man, like today's the day I need to deal with that. Maybe, man, I know that sounds scary for a lot of you. Maybe dealing with it today is just starting by confessing to God and just saying, God, I've been hiding this thing or I've been trying to push this thing aside for a long time. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's hate. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's addiction. I don't know what it is, dude, but maybe you haven't even just confessed it to God. And maybe today you just need to confess it to God and say, God, I've been holding out on this for a long time. And, uh, and I don't want to hide anymore. I need help with this. I need this area of my life to be a part of my life that you redeem. God, I know I've let you into a lot of the rooms of my house, but there's one room that I've been keeping a lock on and I need you to come in here and it's messy, but I need you to help clean it up, God, to, re- to redeem it, to restore it, to make all things new again. And uh, maybe, dude, that's the first step in tying that shoelace into starting to find rest for your soul. I want you to ask yourself three questions as we wrap up here. Ask yourself these three questions. Number one, what's your finish line? Like when you're thinking through the race, when Paul says run the race to win, right? Run the race well. What's your finish line? Do you even know? Like if you're thinking through what the destination is, what's that final line that you're going to cross where you could say, I won, I succeeded. Do you know what you're running toward? Do you know what the end goal is for you? And if you don't, man, just spend some time, even right now, just give yourself a little bit of time. I know you're probably busy. You're squeezing this podcast in, in between one thing and another, but just ask yourself, like, what is the actual goal I'm running towards? This is something we talk a lot about in the family leadership program. I actually make the guys list out to write out. They do a whole exercise where they have to write out, what is the finish line for me one year from now? What does success and finishing well look like for me five years from now, 10 years from now, 35 years from now? 40 years from now, what does success look like for me? What does it look like to run the race well and to finish the line and cross over the line well? And so I have the guys write that out. But dude, take the time to write that out, to really ask yourself, what am I running toward? What am I actually trying to to chase after? So that would be the first question I want you to ask. What's the end goal for you? What are you running toward? What is the finish line? The second question I want you to ask is, Are you running the race to win or are you just walking around the track? You know what I mean? Like, are you just like lightly jogging? Are you walking? Are you running with purpose, dude? Like when you wake up, are you saying, no, man, I know the finish line. I know what I'm trying to chase after. I know the husband I'm trying to be. This Again, this is stuff we talk about in the family leadership program because I make you list out each of these categories. Like I know what I'm trying to get after as a husband. I know where I'm trying to go as a father and I know where I'm trying to go as a disciple for the next year, five years, 10 years, 25 years, 30 years. I know the finish line for all those areas of my life that God's called me to. And so are you waking up and saying, no, I'm running with passion. Like I'm full force. I am running to win this race. Or 
are you maybe you're you don't really know what your finish line is or maybe you kind of do and are you just like walking or jogging or maybe you're getting distracted maybe you're doing a lap around the track and you're like ah, i'm gonna veer off for a minute go take a little bit of break get into this hobby get into this thing like you've poured energy into all these other things that don't actually make sense for the kingdom of god for your family and for your marriage and so are you running to win dude Number one, do you know what the finish line is? And two, now that you know what the finish line is, are you running to win or are you just walking around the track, kind of getting distracted? The final question I'd have for you is, what is tripping you up? What's entangling you? Maybe you know the race that is set before you. You know the prize that you're trying to go after. You know what success and the finish line looks like for you. You're running to win, but you keep getting tripped up. Your shoelace is untied and it's bothering you. Dude, what is it? What is tripping you up? Just name it right now. In your head, name it. This thing keeps tripping me up. This thing is entangling me. And then ask yourself, what does it look like for me to throw off the things that are easily entangling me and to run with purpose and to run run to win? Dude, don't let your shoelace be the thing that trips you up, man. Don't be like King David, man, where you're like, you're sitting on the couch, you wake up to go for a walk, and the next thing you know, your life is completely unraveling because you didn't deal with the shoelace. Like whatever it is right now, the thing that is entangling you, address it. Bring it to God. This is the kind of dad that your kids need. This is the man that your wife needs to be married to. This is a disciple that makes huge ripples for the kingdom of God. You don't just run the race. You don't just get all the endurance. You don't eat right and all this, and yet you forget to tie your shoelace. Dude, make sure every area of your life, give yourself an inventory. And if maybe you don't know, ask the Spirit of God to reveal to you, God, what areas of my life reveal to me the wickedness in my heart that needs to be addressed. And dude, there's no shame here, man. All of us are here because we're all broken, sinful, messy dudes trying to figure out what it looks like to be more in love with Jesus and to lead our families well. And so there's actually such beauty in repentance to come before God and to say, God, thank you that you're taking this brokenness. It's not shame. I'm not running from God because the penalty of sin has already been taken care of. Now I can bring my sin to Christ and say, thank you, God, that you didn't just save me, but you're saving me. You're making me more like you. And so God, here's another piece of my life that needs to be saved. I'm bringing it to you. I rejoice in my weakness because I know your grace is going to be made strong and it's going to be show off your glory here. Thank you, God, that you're forgiving God. There's no shame, dude. You go before the trainer and you say, here's an area that I need work on. And it's not a shame-based thing. It's it's an invitation for God to bring his healing and his kingdom work into that area of your life. Don't trip over your shoelace, man. It's not worth it. Run the race well. Run to win. Finish well. I love you, brother. See you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope it was helpful for you on your journey. Just as a reminder, if you have a friend who you think could be encouraged by this podcast, would you just hit the share button and send it over to him? It would mean a ton to me. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. See ya.